0: All right, guys, this is Greg Collins with Substitute Teacher's Lounge. I'm recording this 32nd introduction on May 6, 2022, but this episode was actually recorded on June 26, 2019. That was our first episode ever of the podcast. We are now up to episode 154, and I say all that to say this. Enjoy this episode. We've learned how to podcast better, and we've learned a lot more things that we can share with you. So after you listen to this, go window shopping, find your favorite episodes. The ones about discipline are popular. You've got 154 episodes to choose from. Then subscribe on Apple. It's easy. Click the plus sign. But I hope you enjoyed this first ever episode of the Substitute Teacher's Lounge podcast. Can you believe it? There's finally a podcast for substitute teachers. Welcome to episode one of... I'm so excited that you've chosen to be here for our very first episode of Substitute Teachers Lounge. Now, here's the deal. I retired about a year and a half ago, and I've always wanted to get into substitute teaching. Me and my wife have worked with kids all our life, and we really enjoyed it. I'm a retired accountant, which, you know, let's face it, if you go by the stereotype, not the most outgoing personality, but I believe it or not, I'm kind of the opposite way. I really like to work with kids. I like to joke around with them, and that's what I've been doing since November. I concentrate mainly on middle school and high school. My wife is actually a 5th grade elementary school teacher. And, of course, we've always worked with kids. Like I said, I wanted to do something in my retirement to occupy my time. I wanted to work with kids. So after the school year was over last year, I started looking for resources and noticed uh, there's a lot of resources out there for teachers, but not a whole lot out there for substitute teachers. Now, it's very similar to a teacher's needs, but at the same time, we have needs of our own, and it's a little bit different when we're going in and trying to teach a different subject every day. So I thought it was about time to start a podcast. I was really surprised that I couldn't really find any podcasts out there. So I'm glad you're with us here for the first episode. What you can look forward to in the future, we're going to be interviewing teachers, substitute teachers, principals, students. Student interviews always seem to be popular, and that's what we'll look for in the future. So I started to, decide to do this podcast for substitute teachers. I purposely put lounge in the title of the podcast because I want it to be just as if we were sitting around and sharing ideas. I will tell you that we have an email set up gregcollinsubstitute at gmail.com where you can share things that have gone well for your students, activities you've done, anything that you might've done that has gone well or things that haven't gone well that you could share with us and with others. So we're going to have fun here. I've already set up some future interviews. As I mentioned, we'll know what to look for. Hopefully when, when we have to substitute teach for uh, different schools I hope to get some ideas from elementary school teachers, and even some of the students, as I mentioned, with their parents' permission, will give us some ideas of what they see in a substitute, substitute teacher. So that's where we're going with this podcast. We'll be talking about resources. I hope that teachers will listen. I hope that students will listen, and I especially hope that substitute teachers will listen. Here's my background. My name is Greg Collins. I'm from Central Kentucky, as you can already tell from the way I talk. I have been. I was an accountant for 38 years. I know it's a little bit surprising. Uh, I've I've also been a sports official for middle school and high school for about 16 years. So I've worked with kids for a long time. I know my wife enjoys teaching so much that we that both of us have run church camps together. We enjoy teaching these kids. We enjoy working with them. So when I retired last April, I knew that was exactly what I wanted to do. I knew I couldn't just sit at home. I had to get out and do something. I tried Ubering for a while, believe it or not. My first weekend went real well, but that was actually the best weekend I ever had. So I think it was because one person ended up flying into the wrong airport, and I ended up making $100 taking him to the correct airport, which was about 90 minutes away. So that wasn't really what I wanted to do. I also wrote a book uh, just to see if I could do it. And that occupied my time for a while, but... When the new semester was coming along for the schools, I thought, well, this will be the perfect time for me to test the waters, see if I would really enjoy substitute teaching. So all of you that have substitute taught, you know I had to go through. I got a packet from the school system in this area that must have been about 30 pages thick. I had to fill out a lot of different things, some of them over and over. I had to go out and get my fingerprints done so that they could do a background check. They tried to talk me into driving a bus while I was there because they were really in need of bus drivers. Not really my thing. So I did go through the process of filling out all the paperwork. I did that on September 1st, and it got processed by the end of November. So it was a long, drawn-out process. Then I heard had to learn about ESOP, that's now called Frontline in our area, and all the different ways that I had to schedule my substitute teaching. I remember going into that app and refreshing it every 15 minutes or so to see what would pop up, to see if there was anything available. So that was all a brand new learning curve that I'd been out of the work since I've been out of the workforce that I had to learn. Now, there's a lot of shortcuts that we'll learn about in future episodes. I no longer have to do that 15 minute lottery. So when I finally got my first day of substitute teaching scheduled, I guess I wasn't really a nervous wreck, but still there was some anxiety there and some reasons for my anxiety. I remembered conversations I had had with some people over the last couple of years when I mentioned I'd like to get into teaching someday that they said, well, you don't want to start with a public school system. It's a mess. And I didn't know how to interpret that trying to give me the impression that I wanted to start with maybe some private schools that are a little bit more laid back and of course we're in central Kentucky we have challenges here too but I know some of the bigger cities the bigger, bigger areas may have other uh, challenges so there was that anxiety it was there and other than a teaching in a church of background i hadn't really worked with kids in a school system middle school and high school was my preferred grade levels to teach there i already had some exposure to that age kids as when i officiate sports so i thought that would be a good way to start but there was plenty of anxiety going into the first day i had thought about what the teachers would think of me you know who's who's this idiot that's coming in here trying to teach our children would the children take to that would they say something like, who's this guy that thinks he knows something about teaching coming in to the class? I'm not really a yeller, so I was worried about if I'd have problems with discipline. But it it was time to start the first day, and here we go. So first, I was concerned about that discipline and how I would handle that in different types of situations. All those things were running through my mind. I'm an early riser. Even in retirement, I couldn't hardly sleep past 5 a.m. So I got to the school early. I walked in early. The kids, you know, would just look at me and say, you know, they hadn't really met me yet. They didn't know much about this guy. I went to the office. I got my credentials, went up to the room. And it just so happens that particular class, the teacher's son was in the class. It was a sixth grade science class. He cued me in a little bit to show me where the paperwork was. And she was a very organized teacher. So I was able to get through most of the periods. So all of a sudden, here I was, a science teacher. One thing that I had gotten good at is researching people's names. I did find out beforehand, you can do this through Google, that the teacher was a science teacher. Our particular area, we've got a website. If you type in the last name, it will pull up all the teachers with that last name. If I get their exact name, then I'll often go to Google, maybe to Facebook and see if I can find out something about them. I'm not really lurking. I'm, I'm really only looking at the information that they've made public. So I did prepare myself for that. Plus, you know. You know, it helped me when i found out what the subject was going to be and what the grade was going to be I, you know i kept some things tucked tucked in my back pocket just in case that the lesson plans weren't there, or in case they didn't last the whole period. I did get lucky enough that this teacher was very organized. That worked well. I've continued to do that uh, throughout my substitute teaching. I got lucky that a couple of kids that were in the classes were actually kids from the church I attended, so I already knew some of the ones in there. I like to joke around with kids, so I did a lot of that. I helped them as much as I could, given my knowledge, but again, it was pretty straightforward as I would crawl. We actually, going through, I think we were looking at molecules to see what their composition was and that type of thing. So I can say I really ended up learning from them as much as they learned from me. I'd already decided to try a few things before I went in there as far as a way to introduce myself. Now, some of you will probably disagree with this. The first thing I did was to write down on the board, Mr. Collins, but underneath it, I also wrote down Greg, and I told them they were free to call me Greg. I knew that they wouldn't do it in a disrespectful way, and that was just who I was. I like to get to know people on a first-name basis and, you know, I joked around with him. There's, with them, there's not too many people named Greg anymore. So, it was kind of get them away to be familiar with me. I've run across some, most teacher, teachers have no problem with students calling me by my first name. So, that went fine. One of the other things I told them is that I would totally trust them until they gave me a reason not to trust them. So I was very honest with them. I even told them that I knew when they grow up, and maybe only a few years from now, that they're going to end up being smarter than me, and I'm okay with that that I would even learn from them just as hopefully as they would learn from me. So I was very open from the beginning. I could see them smiling. I would try to joke around with them. I joked that the more I got to know them, I'd joke around with them more. So I I could see things loosening up on their face and how they were starting to get comfortable with me as the day began. So that's the way I handled that first day. Like I said, it was a sixth grade class. I let them act like sixth graders for a while. I found that if I let them release some energy for a while, they would go back to their lessons more quickly. I, you know, I love to share stories. I had to get used to the fact that if I share my story, there's like a whole bunch of related stories that all of them want to share. And I try my best to let them share their uh, stories too. Like I said, I didn't do a whole lot of yelling. Some students did need some special attention. I tried to be one-on-one as much as I could, but it really went well. I actually got to the point where students could help other students. That went well. So it was a good day. So I went home that night, started playing the teacher substitute teacher lottery again. Next day was a high school class. Then I was able to pick up a few middle school classes after that. You know, I was kind of being shocked on some of the things that happened the next few days because I'm going to let your mind wander for a while to see what you think shocked me. I taught high school classes. I taught a few more middle school classes. So I went back to some. I went back to, you know, a couple of days back to back. And then about a week later, I returned to a class that I had taught on my first day, the science class. The interesting part is I didn't have to play the the lottery for that one. The teacher actually called me back. I was on her phone list already, uh, and she had found my number. I had left my number with her, and she texted me directly. So how exciting was that? I was ready to teach her class for the next day. Like I said, I was a little shocked. After a week, I was already on one of the teachers' lists to call back. She has called me back several times since then, so that was the one of the most pleasant shocks I received in that first week as things were progressing. The second thing was when I returned to that class the next week, I noticed the kids were having fun, referring to me as Greg. I mean, they would come up and laugh about it, and it was you know it served the purpose that I didn't even expect it to. It kind of kept them loose around me. We were on a first-name basis. We could joke around with each other, so I thought that was a little shocking, too. I didn't know how they would treat me the second time back. Oh, no, here's this substitute teacher. He's back again. But one you know, little sad comment and, and, and funny, too, unfortunately, was one of the students in that class actually told me that I was one of her favorite substitute teachers, and I said, well, why in the world would you? Can I've only been here twice, and she said, because... Uh, none of the other substitute teachers ever came back. And I said, well, I guess that's a compliment. And, you know, I like to let the kids act like kids. I hope I actually taught them some things as well. That was a very exciting first week. You know, most of the students got a kick out of of calling me by my first name. It made me feel comfortable around them. They knew I was not, you know, that I was not going to be a yeller. I had to get firm with them sometimes. Sometimes I would use a little game where we'd be quiet for 10 minutes, and if anybody spoke, that would be another five minutes added to that. So it went well. And then I started to make some observations. The first week was very successful. One other thing that was shocking to me is one of the second schools that I attended, I guess I had been there maybe two days, and one of the teacher asked me to come back a little bit later, probably a week and a half after that. And as I was passing down the hallway, a couple of teachers came up to me and said, hey, we've decided that you must be a retired teacher. And you ought, you ought to seen the shock on their face when I told them I was actually a retired accountant. So that made me feel good. That was another pleasant shock for me. And they, that they enjoyed having me there and that the kids enjoyed having me there. And I know everybody feels the same about you guys too. That's why I want this to be something we can learn from as the podcast progresses. So when I began this podcast, I want it to be the first, I want it to be right around the 15 to 25-minute mark. I want the first one to be a little bit shorter so that you can listen to it quickly. I want to let you know some of the topics we'll be discussing in future weeks. We'll be talking about topics suggested to me by other teachers and students, about disciplining with kindness, about making students feel important, resources that work well. We'll be talking about how to make your particular personality a strong part of how you teach. Not all of us are going to be the same, so it's kind of nice when you can use the strongest part of your personality to your advantage. We'll talk about that. We'll have teachers interview to discuss ways to get you to the top of their preferred list. We'll make observations of students' reactions to teacher styles being there for the students and the topics along those lines. I want this to be your lounge. I want it to be the substitute teacher's lounge so that you have a chance to express yourself as well. And we'll get into that as the weeks progress. I will tell you, I did run into one school that I had a scheduled class with them the night before, and to substitute teach and they canceled it the next morning. So I temporarily crossed them off my list. I know they had their favorite substitutes and they didn't know me. So that was one of the reasons, but I didn't want to be canceled the morning after, so we'll talk about issues like that. By the way, I have since then gotten into that school and have enjoyed that school very much. We'll talk about issues like that in the future and how you're able to get through that. So I'm glad you were here with us this week for the very first episode of Substitute Teacher's Lounge. I look forward to seeing you next week for Episode 2. Music provided by Bin Sound